You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Relationship milestones are always evolving and seemingly never ending, right? Like once you have the exclusivity talk, then you need to like wait for the next thing to happen. Like, okay, well, when's the right time to move in together? And then once that happens, everyone starts asking you, when are you going to get engaged? And then when are you going to get married? And when are you going to have a baby and another baby? And it never ends, right? So to make matters even more complicated it's difficult to know when these milestones should occur, let alone waiting for them to occur. So it's especially hard when you've got that social media comparathon, you know, coming through and it starts making you feel super anxious because like you're watching Courtney and her new boyfriend posting pictures under the Christmas tree and they're like so in love after a few weeks of dating and you're like, what the fuck? So how do you know when the right time for you is to hit these milestones? The first one being the three words we all long to hear, I love you. Okay, you guys, have you ever been involved with someone who ever said, I love you too soon? Or have you ever felt like you said, I love you too soon? And what was the outcome? Rob? Jen. Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go if you want. Yeah, you go. You go. Um, I remember being in a relationship where I was like holding my ground and wouldn't say it. And then um, one night we were out drinking and I said to the guy, I was like, I feel like you hate me, like being like cutesy about it because he was making fun of me. And he's like, no, I love you. And I was like, what do you? Is that real? Yeah. 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 But I was like, wait. Is that just something we say to people we like a lot or care about? Or did he really mean I love you? And it's like one of those things like the yeah, was it casual? So I don't know. I didn't know how to interpret it. But I in my head, I was like, I think he's just holding back. He really does mean it. It just seeped out. And I'm going to take it as he loves me. And so we never really were like big formal. I love you people. But it would come out in times of like drama or to like be like, I but of course I love you. How could you say that? And then like never, it was never like just the cute, I love you. It would be like at weird times that it would come out. So I think it probably wasn't real at the time because it was never said in a positive moment. It was always said <laughs> to like reactionary. Yeah. Or like smooth things over or I don't know. It just wasn't <laughs> how, how long were you guys in? A yeah. That's the important question. How long were you guys together? How long were you together when that happened? And then how long did the whole relationship go? Oh my gosh, I don't remember. I think it was like maybe let's say 
four to six months into when we were dating. And then that relationship was like two and a half years from beginning to end. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, that's because it says here, right, that you're supposed that they say most experts agree that the time to say I love you usually falls between three and five months. So you were like right in there. Right in there. But Rob, what about you? Uh, uh, You guys know that I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like that's the next... I have a heart on my broken heart on my fuck you finger, but I need to put a heart on my arm somewhere because I literally wear my heart on my sleeve. Like I'll tell you how I feel all the time. And I'm also one of those people who I think confuses infatuation and physical attraction with love. Well, we're going to help decipher in the rest of the show. I know it's hard when you're in it, but we have a couple of tips on how to like, decipher that we're going to talk through all that because I'm sure that is a very common feeling for everyone listening right it's hard to tell the difference between infatuation and love like you're in it you're excited and you like want it to be it what's the difference right yeah a hundred percent and so also like for the most part there's no normal time or the right answer but we have that sort of benchmark that the experts say is correct for when you can say I love you but there are definitely signs to identify that will help guide you down the path of when the right time might be for you and the situation you're in. Cause again, we're all in different situations and things happen when they happen and every case is different, but we're going to dive into how soon is too soon to say, I love you. What are the signs that it's the right time to say the magic words? Why long distance and being a woman may or may not affect the situation, basically mm-hmm. logistics and gender and what to do if your words are not reciprocated right ily love you falling for you love you lots no matter how you phrase it these words are a big deal so let's get into when it's appropriate to say the l word okay so guys we all know that love takes time to unfold you know you're building an emotional connection with people and that comes with sharing vulnerabilities like do you say vulnerabilities yeah (laughs) vulnerabilities and vulnerability vulnerabilities it's sexual things and feelings and then you know that's kind of like vulnerability is kind of like what i'm talking about but when you're being physical with somebody and you think you you love them you know that's called oxytocin so we'll get into that too but you guys you have to be, you have to build and let time unfold. Like dark times happen. Someone gets fired. Someone's parent gets sick. I don't know. Someone, whatever, like someone loses an animal. I don't know. Some things happen and, and good things too. Maybe there's great things like a milestone birthday or a promotion or a new car, or you move into a new place. Like great. You want to go through those things with somebody in order to kind of like build this connection, this bond, these shared experiences, right? And then you can kind of, you know, discuss expectations through those things, like how you want the person to be there for you in the good times and the bad times. Those things have to have time to Mm -hmm. unfold in order to get to that loving point. So we all know time has to happen. That's like, you know, non-negotiable. Yeah, but I think it it kind of all goes back to like, what is the difference between all like, you know, the three of us on this podcast, right? So it's like, I talk about how I'm a love at first sight guy. Jen is a, I'm going to strategically date people. And then, you know, if they match my, you know, 
data sheet, then I'll be able to see if they fit the life that I want. Do you know what I mean? So like Jen might be prone to saying, I love you later or at the right time or thinking in her head, when is the perfect time to say this? And when is, you know, the adjustable time for me to say it, that's going to be okay. Or I might be like, I fucking love you like week two, because I'm fucking overcome with somebody that finally gave me that feeling that I've been looking for when I met them. Well, and then Lauren, so which side of it are you on? I think I'm somewhere in the middle, but maybe mo- more towards Rob's side. Like, I think <laughs> I, I think I could get caught up in it for sure. I'm a Libra. I'm super romantic. Like, I want – well, I like romance. I don't know if I'm super romantic, but I like it. Yep. Um, and I definitely, even in my relationship with James, like, I, I was there before he was, but – and we can talk about this too. Like sometimes I never said it before him. I just, I just felt like I was more ready, but that also just was because of our situation. Like he was coming out of a very like toxic long relationship and I was too, but mine was much shorter. So the decaffecting, if you will, that had to happen was way less time for me, but Anyway, so there's obviously there's extenuating circumstances that come into play when you're like ready to say I love you and not. But I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle of YouTube, but like I said, more towards Rob. I could see myself like getting caught up in it and like saying I love you potentially too soon without like sitting down and really taking into account some things that need to occur first. Yeah, the last time I said it. I mean, it was in my short look. I've 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 only had a couple relationships that lasted from a year and a half to two and a half years, right? Most of them have been like four to eight months, and I consider you a girlfriend when I say that to you. And it's usually like I guess like the last one I, I we were at a bar <laughs> and we were oh, drinking. Well, no, well, listen, we were at a bar and we were drinking, and she was looking at me, and I could tell the way she was looking at me, and I was like, "You love me." And she's like, what? And I'm like, you love me. And she's like, no, I don't. I'm like, a little bit. And she's like, no, no, I don't. And I'm like, you love me a little bit. And she's like, all right, maybe a little bit. So like her name in my phone was L-I-L bit. You know what I mean? Because like I I knew that she did, but we kind of, we never really said those words out loud. But then like after that conversation, we, and I'm like, well, me too, a little bit, you know, like that kind of thing. And then after that, we would say, I love you when we hung up the phone. You know, so it wasn't like we had a conversation about it, about me loving you or anything or her loving me or anything like that. Let me ask you this. Where is there a bad place to do it? Like, is there a place where like if you girls hear about it and you're she's like, oh, he said, I love you at Belmont. You'd be like, oh, my God, are you serious? Or like or like in the bedroom or like at the gym. Belmont is a bar, guys, in case you're not. It's a bar here in L.A. Um. I I don't know that this is my opinion. I don't know that the place is necessarily that detrimental because if the person's looking at you and it's coming really from their heart and they're being very sincere, I and you can feel that, I don't think it matters. Mm. I think what matters is the circumstances. Are they super drunk? Are you in the throes of passion? Like things that might make you question the realness of it because there's a heightened situation happening or an mm. alter, something's altering their state of mind, like a fight or sex or drunkenness or drugs or something. And so you feel like they may have jumped the gun and said this thing got caught up in the moment. I think that is more of a deterrent for you to like 
believe it than the place itself in, in which it occurs. I agree with that 100%. And to add to that list of places, like when we watch shows like The Bachelor and, you know, people are falling in love fast, it's because they're putting you in situations that are conducive to romance. So, like, you know, when you're wine tasting and when you're on this romantic stroll and all these things. That or you're gets- on a beach with 70 other people trying to fall in love and you go and on you one feel, date And it's with- like Lord of the Flies. You're like, I want to exactly. win. Yeah, yeah, right. And there's like so, a table in the middle of water for some reason. Exactly. And that's super normal, of course. So those things will make you feel in love because they're setting you up for that. But then like, is that even real or is it the environment you're in? And, you know, we all feel loving feelings on like Valentine's Day or like certain days you feel more mushy and lovey than other days. But then you wake up and you're like, oh. I feel yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole honeymoon thing too, right? So they say the honeymoon period is six to, or was it eight, six to eight to, to 18 months? Six to 18 months. Six to 18 months is the honeymoon period. So you're allowed to say, I love you from th- before that, but then the honeymoon period goes on the whole time. But then if you're in the honeymoon period, shouldn't you be on guard? Like, shouldn't you still be like, I mean, I know the honeymoon's after the marriage technically, but like. And that's why they're referring to it. Like you're still like in this like throws of passion, but shouldn't that be the time where it's kind of like, like Courtney lives in Ireland. My sister lives in Ireland. Right. And in Ireland, when you get a job, you have like eight months or something like that of a promotional period at your job. So when you're hired, you still have eight months that they could be like, this isn't working out and it would just void everything. Right. So you have to like constantly get reevaluated and like every three months to see if you're on the path. And then after the promotional period, then you have a commitment, then you have a job, right? So like the first eight months, so shouldn't we just call the honeymoon period the promotional period? Shouldn't this be? I think that sounds right up Jen's alley. Of course, but also in the US, it's three months. It's a 90 day trial. And actually Steve Harvey, my favorite person, talks about this in his book, um, Think Like, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man or whatever. And there was a movie about it. But he says- you know, in the first three months, it's somebody's trial period. At a, when you have a job, they have the option to not give you health insurance until you've made it 90 days, not to kick wow. in your benefits like 401k contributions, things like that, because you might not work out. Work so they're out. not going to invest, going back to investing, they're not going to invest in you as an employee until you've proved yourself to be somebody who will stick it out and work out within the ecosystem of the company or is good at your job. So what if you met somebody and you're like, you, look, if you met somebody and you're like, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have strong feelings towards each other. Obviously, we want to be with each other and date each other exclusively, right? You're my boyfriend. You're my girlfriend. You know, that kind of thing. But let's not use the L word for three months. At least it's the promotional period. Not that I'm going to leave or anything or that you, I think you're going to, but let's just make sure we are who we think we are until we get to that point. You know, because something could come out of nowhere and then you're like, well, what the fuck? Why did I use that? Because whenever I say I love you to somebody, that person gets to carry that forever. Like there's people out in the world that I said I love you to that can say Rob Evers loved me at one point, you know, and some of them I want to take back, you know. Well, so, okay. Why would you want to take it back though? And do you think you, it's because you said it prematurely without No, really I guess I guess I don't want to take it back. I guess the people I said I love you to. I loved. So there you go. Right. But like, maybe I said it too soon. Maybe it wasn't love. Maybe it was infatuation. Maybe it was because they were fucking great in bed. Maybe it was because we laughed a lot. 
you know? Okay, but then what would you define as actual love? Like, will you know it when you see it now or are I you I don't still- know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you girls are going to fucking lose your shit. Oh boy. This could Can't transfer wait. the whole podcast. I'm actually thinking about trying a dating app out here. I'm thinking oh. about it. Hold on. I'm, I'm thinking are- about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you oh well? God. I know. I know. Rob. What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Do you need help? What's Look, which app? Oh my, my God. We have to do I do need help. We have to do a whole show about this. Rob in the dating app. Okay. Oh I God. do. I, w- I will need help, but my, my whole foundation has been shifted. Right. So like back in LA, I knew everybody. I knew people who knew everybody and I knew bars. I knew restaurants. I knew I, I felt comfortable and I was like, I can do this on my own, you know? Here I'm new, and yes, I'm meeting people, but the majority of the people that I'm friends with from LA are girls, or they're in relationships, or they're married, or they're single, but they're on dating apps, you know, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm not going to be. I'm 46 now. I'm not. I'm in a new city. I'm not going to go to bars and pick up women. So maybe this is the best path for me. Now that being said, there's a reason why I brought this up, not just to see the look on your faces, <laughs> but. The reason I bring it up is because the next person that I do get into a relationship with, like I said, I want it to be the, the last. So I'm probably going to hold off on the love thing on purpose for a while. I think that makes sense. And I think you should say what you just said. I think you need to go back and listen to this section of the podcast that happened five minutes ago and memorize that and say that to the next girl you date and everyone else listening, maybe you should also memorize it and use it like a script because I think it's very good to be upfront and be like, we should wait to find out who we really are. Let's purposely hold off on saying, I love you. Like then nobody's wondering, is that person about to say it? Like Mm. it's like kind of just sets expectations. Like we can wait three months. It's not that big of a deal. And let's address it after that or whatever. I think it's really hard. Like, you know, this podcast we're talking about, like when to say, I love you. There's really no answer you guys, but there are things like really quick that we just went over. There's a three to five month mark where people normally say, I love you. Keep that in mind. It's not, that's, there's other circumstances that could change these things. Like if you guys were friends for a long time first, or if you're older, right? Like you may be able to get to that point a little quicker because you know what you want, or you may be waiting on that because you've done it too soon in the past. I think age helps. Um, Honeymoon stages, six to 18 months. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about things. Um, And I think it's okay to do a temperature check. Like, you know, just when you're thinking about, do I really love this person? Is this the right time to say it? Think like, when I feel these loving feelings, are they coming in between like really hot and cold moments? Or does our relationship feel kind of like a slow burning ember? And we, I feel kind of stable. And these moments where I feel like I'm going to say I love you, or I want to say it feel like just regular moments and not like a hot, super hot or super cold. Or super drunk. or, Or super drunk. And think about too, a good time to start considering like, Hey, maybe I I really do love this person. It is not just infatuation. It's like when you guys have talked about future plans together, like, and it doesn't have to be just marriage or it can be, it could be like a vacation coming up or what, what would you do with you moving came up or your job wanted to relocate you or things like that. When you guys start talking about stuff like that, it's, 
coming based on, I think, creating this bond and foundation and this time spent together. And it's all those things together are kind of aligning. Then I think, and you're falling in between these parameters we talked about, then I think it's probably safe to say, yeah, maybe you're in that range where saying I love you is real. Well, l- let me ask you this. When we, we, you, Jen, you brought up earlier in the beginning of the podcast that like, is it bad to do it when you're long distance or if you're a woman? You know, like, uh, is it like, do, are women just expected to say it more and then they're crazy when they say it? Do you know what I mean? Because when guys say it, I don't know, but like you brought it up, women. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's so many things that we've said that can cause feelings of love. So, is it the anxious attachment of somebody being long distance? Maybe mm-hmm. that you're like yearning for them because they're not there. So you just miss them, but you're associating the missing with love. Like why when young people in like the military, they get right. married so young, right? Exactly. And so um, the thing about being female is that we're way more in touch with our emotions and feeling of our feelings and in the romance mindset and we watch Hallmark and all these things. So maybe we feel love. Okay. Well, you're a very in touch with my emotions. You're a very different person. But so (laughs) I, that we have this like, you know, persona, not persona, but like the stereotype that we are dying for our wedding day and just want to be in love and going to scream it from the rooftops. But at the same time, I think like I have been, you know, I've been in a relationship. And then at some point I talked to a girlfriend who was in a relationship for many, many more months. And it came up where she was like something about love. And I was like, oh, it's too soon for that. And she's like, why? And I didn't have the heart to go into all the reasons we're talking about today. Maybe she'll just hear this podcast, but it made me concerned for her and other people that they think just because you're in a relationship, you should be in love right away or that you say, I love you. And I think Rob, to your point, you were saying like, there's that early phase where you could say, I don't want to actually date anybody else. I just want to be with you. So we're going to call us boyfriend and girlfriend to eliminate, you know, being on the market and only honing in on the person in front of you. But that doesn't mean you've been through life experience. It doesn't mean you've seen them at their best and worst and back again, how they recover. It doesn't mean that, you care about them so much that you want their best, you know, happiness for them. Maybe you just really like sex or maybe you like having a significant other, or maybe you like the activities you do and it's always fun and you're drinking and stuff. And then you just like them and the life you're building. So you love that, not them. Uh, you, you can you say you can say stuff like that, right? Which is a good point, Jen. You can say like, "I love our time together. I love going and doing things with you. I love your dog." Like you, you don't have to say like, "I love you." Yeah, but you're you saying can. all the things that we're doing and incorporating all that stuff, and it, you're kind of skimming it. You know, you're rim rimming it, oh. but like. <laughs> <laughs> a rim job. <laughs> Always bringing up the holes, right? I gotta get, I gotta get Jen's face at least once in this in this podcast, uh, once an episode. But so you're rim jobbing it. You're not, you're not actually, you know, going in and penetrating the love hole. <laughs> you are, me. you're just, you're rim jobbing it. You don't have to, and that's safe. You know, it's a safe place to be. It's a good it way to dip your toes in the water. Too, you can also say things like, "I love how." fun you are all the time. I love that about you. You can even do stuff like that. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think going back to like knowing whether it is actually like you love the person or you love the elements that you're seeing, like you have to evaluate that because for you, Lauren, let's say, you know, you've been in a relationship the longest and you actually both say, I love you to each other and the whole thing. Like what does love actually mean to you at this point? I think it, it means like supporting each other, being there for each other, accepting things about each other, obviously within your boundaries of acceptance. I mean, you're not going to accept everything, but for the most part, you know, um, I think it's okay to, um, relationships go through ebbs and flows and they go through, um, like harder times and great times. And I think a marriage and a committed or just a committed relationship, you don't have to be married is like telling that person that you're going to be there almost no matter what, you know what I mean? For the, for lack of a better word, no matter what, clearly if they fucking murder somebody or whatever, like you have your boundaries, but within your boundaries, no matter what. And I think that always knowing that and being there and finding that love every day, no matter what, no matter how tired you are, if you're mad at the person or if you're super happy around them, like practicing that love and commitment and like, steadiness, I guess, if you will, that feeling of safety, that feeling of like a strong foundation, like that's love for me. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise. It moves us along. Okay. Is that a song? It's Maroon 5. Sorry. Oh no. Not a good time to be quoting Adam Levine right now. I fucking think their lyrics suck. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. No, I, except it's every meme and it's brilliant. Oh my, the one with Nene Leakes about so, this guy it's loving. It's, it's just too much. It's, anyway, but I think that it's not always like perfect and pretty. And I think feeling the love in those moments is what real love is. Like, I love this person. It's a good day. It's a bad day. Whatever it is, the love is there. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. We're here for each other. We made a commitment. Right. And you remember that feeling. That feeling overpowers everything else when it yes. comes down to yes. the nitty gritty, right? So even That's, if you do get yes. into a huge fight, you remember, I love this person. And I think what also, about- and also just side note, like, yeah, I mean, I'm really attracted to him. He makes me laugh. I, he gives me butterflies. Like all those things too. Like you want those things too. It's not just like I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Like it has to be all those fun things too, right? So it's that. Yes, but I think I'm, I love that you added that at the end as though like sometimes people see that and that's the infatuation that makes them think they are in love. And so the fact that you said it at the tail end of that whole description is where people might go wrong because they right. they they put the cart before the horse, if you will. That's the right thing. Okay, so right? When when here's not a question: right. When do you say when when should you not say it? Okay, well, I think that you don't say it when you can feel like an obvious lack of commitment in a moment where you might feel pressured. If someone says it to you, then you got to say it back. Clearly, if you're in some sort of abusive or unkind treatment of a relationship, no, definitely not under the influence. All those things. I think also maybe I would say in the throes of passion, but I think if you like, together, like pa- not passion, like like passion number four. Like this is passion number. You guys have been passionate for. That's what I'm saying. Like now. if you've been in a, a relationship with each other for a while, and like I love you comes out during sex, fine, but like not after like a month or so, and you're just like 
having sex and you're like, I love like that. You know, the difference, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think those are obvious times. So not to keep somebody around, right? Not to, if you feel somebody slipping away, you don't say it to keep them around. You know, you don't be like, I love you so that they don't go you know, or right. like make them feel like it's an anchor. Yeah, that would be the and, pressure, right? The well, pressure. you also don't want to weaponize it and use it like, you know, the art of war is like, well, but I love you. And that's got to mean something. And we've worked at this and like, okay. And people can also be in love and be bad for each other. And that doesn't totally. mean you have to say it's not a handcuff to somebody either. What about like when people say like, I mean, so I've been in situations recently where people like me and my friends have been like what are you doing and i'm like i don't think they like me i think they like the idea of me you know so like i'm a male who likes football and drinking and going out but i also watch hallmark movies and the bachelor and the, you know what i mean and and i like babies and i want to have a family but also i'll beat the shit out of you do you know what i mean not you but like somebody trying to hurt the family <laughs> you know yeah. but like so but so i think that people are seeing me and like liking the idea of me. So I brought that up because like, you know, when people say like, I love you and then you can be like, some people say back, no, you love the idea of me. You know, do you guys ever feel that's like a big thing? Yeah. hundred percent. I think that, um, like there are a couple of ways to figure out if it's you or it's the idea of you, if they can be really specific. So not Mm. things that you'd put on a list in a dating profile that are generic to other people, like what you just said, but things that are very Rob. Like, I love that when you log on to the podcast and have a meltdown over your technology that you bounce back quickly and then make us all laugh with whole jokes. Oh, thank you. I love that you're super sensitive and you wear your heart on your sleeve, but that you would you know, throw some armor on and protect me if it all came down to it. Like these are things that you would, Jeez, girls, <laughs> think about things that, yeah, right. Think about the things that you would say, maybe like in your wedding vows, you're not going to be right. like, I knew you were the one when you watched the bachelor. Like, right. If you can't write, uh, but that's, yeah. I mean, I like where you're going I mean, with you that. Could be funny I just watched too much. I watched too much married at first sight. So they already had wedding vows to somebody they didn't even fucking know, but it was more of promises for the future. But like, but they, speaking of that show, they fucking, they're, they go, they drop the L word five days in, a, a weekend. Crazy. Uh, also, put, Love is Blind, they get, you know, engaged after 10 days in pods. But a major think, social experiment, too, because yes. they're, it's, there are so many layers. Of are those life. things, are those things that are so popular in today's society, are those things that allow people to think that they can yes. fall in love and it's say it easier? It's sensationalizing love and then people grasp onto that going, well, they do it and they're still married. Like these are extreme situations, guys. You're not flying around in helicopters on the bachelor and you're not fucking meeting somebody in a pod on love is blind. Like they're great. And there's, but they're social experiments for a reason. So Mm. don't, take those things and try to apply it to your life. Yes, there are outliers in falling in love. You can say, I love you the first day you meet somebody and be married for 80 years. Like those things can happen, but we're talking general things to kind of guide you. And for the Mm -hmm. most part, I think these things that we're bringing up are pretty like, just keep them in mind, check in with yourself, ask yourself those questions. Like don't, you know, it's not, it's not a one-stop shop, but I think it's like a good sort of guideline. 
I think though, also going back to the specifics and why those are important is because that tells you that you've spent time with somebody and you have learned the specifics about them. If you don't have that kind of time, how are you going to really know what they're like um, when they lose their luggage if you haven't traveled with them? Or what happens if they switch jobs? Or what happens on a day they, you know, have a good day or a bad day? How they want to celebrate? Like what they're like in their weirdest of moments? And do you still like them when they're that weird? Um, but Ooh, that's, a good, that's a good thing. Like maybe we tell our listeners like, Maybe we start a new thing or maybe it's every self-help person out there that we just haven't had on in you know three months. But um, maybe you make a list. If you think you're going to tell somebody you love them and you think you love them, make a list. Make a, make a list of okay with a list right now. Make a list of 10 things that you love about them that are specific to that person, right? Yeah. So and then, and then if you can't you. come up with five, don't say it. If you can come up with eight, think about it. Ten, you're in. You know, and then also and like, that's harder than you think. One hundred percent, it should be hard. And then, like, and then it, it, for those ten things, would they say those back to you? Well, let's talk about that, you guys. Let's talk about if your feelings aren't reciprocated. Like, if you say "I love you" and the person doesn't say it back. First of all, you need to go into it knowing like, this is my feelings. These are my feelings alone. Like maybe try not to like, it's, I know it's really hard because we've all done it. I've done it, but like, you don't like, I'm not going to say I love you first, or I'm not going to say it, but I don't, if I don't think he's going to say it back. Right. And yes, maybe you want to try to align on your timing and the pace that you're moving emotionally in the relationship. But I think you've got to be somewhere in there. You have to be ready for the person to maybe not, say it back. And it's that can be a red flag, but it's not always a red flag. Love has a lot of different connotations. Some people throw it around a lot. Some people don't like just know that if that person is, makes you feel safe, if they're there for you, if they always have a readiness to like be there and keep agreements with you, then those actions speak louder than words. And maybe if they don't say, I love you right away or all the time, those actions mean something and weigh that can weigh in on whether or not it's a red flag if they don't reciprocate. Right. One thing we didn't talk about is like love languages too. Yeah. Like, are, are there, like there's certain, obviously those are big, those are important and communicating those early. I think if you educate yourself on what those are, which we could talk about it another time, but like if you educate yourself on what those love languages are and decide what you, what's important to you, you can put that in the beginning also of the relationship. Oh, yeah. And also you can see how somebody feels about you because, I mean, it's not your love language that matters. It's that they know your love language and give you love that way. And if you can see that somebody has tapped into that and they keep doing that thing for you, they're giving you love in some way. So so would you (laughs) – maybe this is also a difference between us, Jen, is that maybe I would be like, these are my love languages. Now you know. Please don't fuck it up. Whereas you might be like, I'm not going to tell him my love languages. Let him, let me see if he figures them out. No. And then I'll know so if Jen he's will in say, it. Jen will like present it in a, in a deck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jen's like, I, I literally start with that. that. Yeah. I start with that. <laughs> yeah, like my Jen's love language it. is acts of service. You know, what really gets me good is if you walk my yes. dog at night for me. <laughs> no, but Jen, you also like words of affirmation. Not anymore, actually. 
Oh, Mm. she's changing. She is changing mm. because people can say anything they want, and that doesn't mean shit. Hey, the but days of Jennifer oh, Golden looking for a number one fan have left the building, everybody, and I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that is Evolution, friends, thanks to our show. It's complicated. Yeah, um, and I think also, really quick, your love language can change within a relationship, too. So yeah. just be, be communicative about it. And also, don't not communicate that you love someone or do loving things for them because they're more reserved with it. We don't know what they came from before they entered that relationship. Like Rob, you're saying now you want to give somebody like a probation period and you might not have done that before. So now you're, you're switching how you're approaching love. And it doesn't mean you don't love that person. You're just going to hold on to it a little bit longer, but you might still feel that. So somebody might say it to you quicker than you say it to them. But again, that doesn't really mean anything. And also, and also, yeah, but also if they do, if they do say, sorry to interrupt you, if they do say that, then earlier than you're ready to don't look at them and be like, thank you. And don't look or don't say anything. Maybe say to them, I am obviously with you for a reason. And I like where this is going. Also, it's just going to take me a little bit longer to say that back because of my past or because of you know, I want to make 100% sure that that's the way I feel, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, but I am not diminishing what you just said because I'm on that path. I think that's you know? totally fair and definitely bring, give an explanation unless you're totally like, nope, I don't love you and I'm never going to then obviously. But if your intention is to go that direction and you're going that direction, definitely explain. And what Rob just said is like perfect too. I think again, right. memorize that, put that in yeah. your script. Killing it, Rob. This move has done you well. You're like a whole new person. But anyway, I think move. the moral of this story, guys, is trust your gut. And if you're feeling like you can't help yourself and you want to scream it from the rooftops because you do know that you love this person after you've made your list of 10 things and you've done all the things, just like we said here on the show, then just say it. Because hearing somebody loves you is like never a bad thing. You might not be comfortable with it immediately, but like everybody just wants to be loved, right? And so just be prepared because as we mentioned, it might not be reciprocated in that moment vocally, but somebody might feel it and they might get to it. And, you know, practicing love every day and committing to the relationship is really where the work begins. You can't just like say, I love you and then be like, no, no, not today. Like Chris Kattan in Night at the Roxbury, like he loves you and then he doesn't love you. He loves you, whatever. Like you really should say it when you know you, you mean it and you're going to mean it for a very long time. It's not fleeting. Like, you know, today I like words of affirmation and tomorrow I like acts of service. Really love our highbrow, our highbrow knowledge. Like we're, we're, we're definitely professors at this already because the the references that we make to social you know things that we see like night of the roxbury and married at first sight i mean how do you not take our advice with just scholars scholars and gentlemen and women the professors of master dater university are here and you're welcome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for more of this education, you guys keep tuning in to It's Complicated every week where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And obviously while you're there, subscribe, rate, comment, share the show with a friend. You know they need it. They are your, what are they called in school? Students. Classmate. 
classmates. Oh my God. <laughs> Scholarly guys, we're keeping it up. Um, and then also get yourself a sweatshirt to show that you really are, in fact, the master dater you think you are or are aspiring to be because that degree is just around the corner. Don't forget to follow us also on social media at Complicated Show. Where can we find you guys? Oh, you can find me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. And you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds as well. We'll be back. See you next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.